It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back, Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast here, and we appreciate you being with us in um, your misery as a Raider fan. If you're a Raider fan listening to us, we certainly appreciate it. We're talking about all the issues. We're tackling them head on. We're not, we're not sugarcoating anything. And before you say we're being too negative, if that's your bent, I don't think so. I think we're being truthful here, and so that's what we want to do. We're not going to lie to you guys. We're not going to tell you, hey, glass half full. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to talk it straight up. And when I say we, it's myself, Scott Branson, your host, along with my co-host, Mr. Mo Moten. Okay, Mo, we talked about uh, the players coming out of the last break. We'll get to the quarterbacks in the in the final segment. I, I misspoke before we went to the break. But we look at the locker room now. So everybody talks about, oh, he's lost the locker room. He's lost. That's always something fans will say. It's also something that the media will intimate at times in a subtext as they start to feel it because for beat writers who are in the locker room every single day and after every game, they get a better sense than we do. So that let's just put that out there. But um, you look at what Devontae Adams said last week and the week previous. You look at on Sunday after the Bears game, Devontae Adams, to me, I'm just reading body language and what he said. He was just like, okay, I'm getting this done. I don't want to say anything. I just want to get out of here as quickly as possible. He just looked, he had a, okay, whatever, whatever. It was a very um, un-Devontae Adams-like thing because you can usually see, in my view, Devontae Adams cares more than anybody else. I mean, him, Max Crosby, those are those type of guys, right? They care about every loss and every win. And to me, it was just like, he he looked like just resigned to the fact that this team is not going to get better. Now, I don't mean, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. I'm just going based on what I saw. Um, then you have Max Crosby, who, of course, handled it like Max Crosby does and just said, look, we played crap football in all phases of the game. We lost. He didn't really have answers. He was very short with his answers because uh, he wasn't happy. At what point do you start to think? Uh, I think we've reached that inflection point. I think we've reached the point where if I'm somebody in that locker room, I'm starting to think, man, we work our we work our butts off and then we get out there and whatever the reason, whether it's not a good game plan, whether it's. The guy next to me is not playing hard. Whatever the reason, it's just not the, the the recipe that they're using, Mo, day in, day out to bake this cake that should be a winning football team is not not happening. I want to touch on the Devontae Adams postgame comments. I, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but if I was a body language expert and we should ask one, it, he just looked defeated. And I know the Raiders, he should because Raiders lost by, by 18 points to the Chicago Bears. But he he just, you know how you're just kind of fed up? And and I don't want to say he doesn't care, but you're just kind of like, man, no matter what happens, we're, we're just, you know, we're just not a good football team. 
And I don't, and and I would think that Devontae Adams in his head is like, I, I don't know what the answers are either. We practice hard. We, you know, you could debate whether they're prepared or not, but he, he's probably thinking, look, we practice hard. We go through things during the week to prepare. We game plan and we, and we come up with this performance. I don't know why. And I, and, and Devontae Adams, if you're listening, if anyone in Devontae Adams camp is listening, I know the reason why you have a head coach who's not really a head coach in the NFL. And I know Josh McDaniels will know and forget more football than I'll ever know. But me and Josh McDaniels have something in common. Neither of us are going to be good NFL head coaches or good NFL head coaches right now in our lives. That's what we have in common because Josh McDaniels ain't. It's, it's quite obvious to me that the Josh McDaniels you saw in Denver has not progressed much to the Josh McDaniels that you see now in Las Vegas. As I said in the first segment, he has a worse win percentage than he had in Denver. And he yep. has an all-pro in Devontae Adams. He has an all-pro in Josh Jacobs. He has continuity for the most part across the offensive line, minus the right guard position. He switched to right tackle. But he pretty much came in with, with a, a cohesive offensive line. He has a defense that, that's improving. And yet the Raiders are 3-4, and four, and they're probably headed to another lost season as they look ahead to the De- Detroit Lions, who are probably going to crush them on Monday Night Football because they're smarting off of a bad loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Trust me, folks, that downhill slope, that avalanche is coming. Don't don't you know, don't be fooled by the three and four record. It's definitely coming. But if you're if you're Devontae Adams, if you're any player in that locker room, you're thinking you have to be thinking at this point, how do we go from a playoff team, regardless of the circumstances? I know people want to say it was very fluky, how the Reds made the playoffs, whatever, to six and eleven, blowing the most leads in the most second half leads in NFL history, to now a team that's taken another step back. And we're three and four, and and we can't score more than twenty one points. I'm I'm pretty sure people in the locker room are thinking, look, we have to execute. But part of this is on the coaching staff. And really quick point, you just said it. The players listen to these press conferences, and the fact that Josh McDaniels doesn't take accountability and say I need to do better that that keyword I, I think rubs guys in the locker room the wrong way. Yeah, because again, we're talking about Devontae Adams outside of that first scripted drive. There was no, there was no, there was no plan in place to involve him in the game. Just like, if you remember last week, we were talking about the game on our Thursday show, Mo. I said I really anticipated that this would be the Raiders' first big game where they really focused on going to the tight ends, right? Because I knew Brian Hoyer wasn't going to be a guy that's going to light it up downfield all day, right? So you have Michael Mayer. They used a bunch of two tight end sets on Sunday, but they didn't throw the ball to anybody. Now, that could be quarterback play, whatever. But what what drives me nuts, and again, it goes back to what you're saying about not being a head coach. Oh, my goodness. You you don't have a coach who knows how to use the tool. It's like, hey, I just bought you all of this woodworking tools, and and you're a welder. So you don't know what that – I don't know how to use wood. I don't know how to use a lathe. I don't know how to do all this. That's what Josh McDaniels is. He does not know how to use those tools for some reason when he's the head guy. When he's offensive coordinator with the with the with the Patriots, and now I'm starting to believe some of these people. It's like, well, it was all Tom Brady, maybe, and Bel- Bill Belichick. Now I know Belichick's doing bad right now, but so what? The guy's accomplished what he's accomplished, and and so you look at this and you say to yourself, and to your point about people in the locker room seeing this, when when people don't own their stuff, meaning, hey, if Max Crosby has a bad game, he's going to tell you. If 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 one of the other players on that team, whether it's um, Trayvon Morrig or if it's if it's Brian Hoyer, they're going to come up and say, hey, I didn't do a good job. I need to do better. Okay? 
Josh McDaniels, well, they were doing this and they were doing that. And yeah, we got to do better. No, we, I understand the we thing. It's a team. I get it. It's a team sport. But you, Mo just laid it out. The most blown leads in the second half last year. All those NFL records this year, the ineptitude of the offense that he runs. How the discussion that Josh McDaniels should not run that offense has not been out there yet befuddles me. There's no way he should be in charge of the offense anymore because he can't. Give it to Nick Lombardi. Give it to the younger guy. Let him give it a shot because guess what? He can't do worse. It, it's a flaw in his leadership Absolutely. Uh, ca- character, right? Yeah. So when head, even when head coaches, even if a head coach knows it's not entirely his fault why his team lost, you always hear head coaches step to a podium and say, I have to do better. Yeah, the mm-hmm. players have to do their job, but I also have to do better, Right. That's part of being a head coach. Sometimes that's part of being a leader, period, across the board. Sometimes it's not entirely your fault, but you take the responsibility because you're leading the operation, right? Josh McDaniels, as you say, he always, well, they were doing this, and you know, you got to have multiple things go right for that. How about, Josh, I, I have to do a better job? Because I think if he says that, the players will say, okay, he's, he's in the foxhole with us. Instead of putting it on the players or putting it on the on what the other team is doing. Josh McDaniels is not putting himself in the foxhole with his players and saying, look, the offense is not running well because it starts with me. I'm the lead play caller. I'm the head coach. It starts with me. It's a leadership flaw. And and, and I think that's going to be his undoing eventually. Yeah. And 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 I want to get to that because I'm reading, I'm reading right here from the quotes after the game, right? So is there a reason for, uh, for what appeared to be non-preparedness? This is what he was asked. And I shared a little bit of the answer before. It says, I don't think that we weren't ready to play. I think our guys had energy and juice. We were excited for this opportunity. Like I said, we lost control of the line of scrimmage, and then we kind of were playing the game backwards. That's not really a formula suited for us. We need to figure out how we can do that better. So you had energy and juice. That's not preparedness, Mo. (laughs) Having energy and juice doesn't mean you have a game plan to win it doesn't mean you know how to play the chicago bears defensively or it doesn't mean you know how to play them offensively with a quarterback who has not won a game in 12 nfl starts so so again it goes back to and i know we're harping on it because these are psychological and very public displays of leadership character as you just mentioned it was very put put very well mo and i think that that's where you see this lacking and this soundtrack of his just sucks it's terrible and and not only not only for the media but for the players and you mentioned last week about the everybody hammers on him about the you knows you knows you knows but then in the locker room speech you didn't hear it that's true i get it but you have got to stop i've seen other coaches with teams right now that are struggling like the carolina panthers like frank reich who's already on a hot seat and he just got there Mm -hmm. and they own it they take responsibility and say, look, if this team comes out and plays that way, then clearly whatever plan I put in place, whatever plan my coaching staff put in place did not put my players in a position to do their best. So you know what? We got to go back and look in the mirror. We got to look in the mirror as a coaching staff and say, what are we not doing to put these guys in the right position to win football games and to win them handily against a team that is terrible, the Chicago Bears. So so this whole idea that somehow there's it's to blame on the blame lies on the players is just simply untrue.
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So here's the thing. I, here's where I don't want to hear going forward with Josh McDaniels. I don't want to hear about any more system fits. I don't unless your name is Jacoby Myers, you haven't flourished in Josh McDaniels' system. He brought in Brian Hoyer, who knows the system. Brian Hoyer was has been awful going back to the preseason. He brought in Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo statistically is having the worst year of his career right now. Jermaine Luminar is a former Patriot. He's about to lose his job fully to Thayer Mumford Jr. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear about any more system fits. I don't want to hear he knows the system because apparently that doesn't help you much under Josh McDaniels. And if you look at Josh McDaniels' QB record, I said Josh McDaniels' answers haven't been good, but they've been awful. And his answers so far have been bad quarterback decisions and field goals. That's what he's done consistently with the Raiders going into up to this year, up to Sunday. Look at his quarterback track record. What, what has he done? He signed an injury-prone quarterback. Then brought in a Brian Hoyer who hasn't won a start in who knows how long. And as I said, has thrown one touchdown pass in four years. Mm -hmm. Then he trades up for Aiden O'Connell, who has some physical limitations in a league where the quarterback position is becoming more of a playmaking position. Someone said it on, on Twitter yesterday, and I totally agree with it. Josh McDaniel's mindset of football is stuck in the 1990s, early 2000s. He's thinking, yeah, we got to start this veteran because he gives us the best chance to win over a, a young quarterback who has the upside and the arm to push the ball downfield. Yeah, we got to draft this quarterback who's a statue in the pocket and a league with an increasing number of mobile quarterbacks. Josh McDaniel's mindset when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks, making quarterback decisions excuse me, are way out of date. I don't know what it is. And he's a young guy. This isn't some 70-year-old offensive coordinator head coach. Josh McDaniels is a relatively young head coach compared to the ages around the league. But he has this mindset like it's 2002 and I got to have my rookie quarterback earn his way and look entirely better than a guy who's been around the league for 15 years as a journeyman quarterback and has barely even started in my system. I mean, Brian Hoyer, I believe, doesn't even have – Five starts overall in Josh, under Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator. I don't know how you can justify Brian Hoyer, who looked bad in the preseason, is the better option than Aiden O'Connell, who at least showed you some promise in the preseason. I know he had his turnovers against the Chargers, but he had three turnovers against the Chargers, and Brian Hoyer has been, a, been in the league since the beginning of time, and he had two turnovers. So he wasn't that much better than Aiden O'Connell's first start. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it, Scott. Yeah. And, and again, he was talking down. about the quarterback position after the game. And, and part of what he said, which you touched on a little bit, was uh, let's make sure uh, he said, again, I don't put this all on one person now talking about Hoyer's position. Right. And he said, Let, uh, let's make that clear. There's a lot of people that can do a better job of what we did today. That's what we're going to need to do. Again, there's a lot of people. No, dude, you are in charge. The buck stops with you. So the decision and your point about him being stuck in the night, it's interesting because what other than Tom Brady, 
you know, and, and you can say Matt Castle and all that, but nobody went on to be successful out of that system quarterback-wise outside of Tom Brady, right? Jimmy Garoppolo's had the most success, but we all know his situation with injuries, and clearly it's diminished his, his ability as we've seen this year so far. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit and what lies ahead for this team. We've talked about what's wrong with it. We've talked about leadership, vacuums, all that jazz. But what do you do if you're a fan, if you're someone out there watching the Raiders, what do you start to look towards as far as uh, 2024 and the rest of 2023? Because it's still early, relatively speaking, in the season. We're about close to the half point mark. So we're going to take a look at that when we come back here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 